Welcome to uh, Sheffield Hopcast. Um, it's a bit of a Christmas special and something that we've not done before, but we've been threatening to do for ages because we've talked about homebrewing quite a few times on the uh, Hopcast. And we did have plans this year to kind of, you know, venture into uh, meeting up with one or two kind of local homebrew clubs, but COVID put paid to that. But here we are now then. So um, exactly, what is it, just under two weeks down until uh, Christmas? So less than a fortnight to go until uh, Christmas and uh, we've had a busy busy week because we have been uh, through the course of the week we've been drinking lots of beer which is you know a hard job but someone's got to do it um, to help judge the uh, Penniston Homebrew Club uh, brewing competition so I'll tell you more about this in a second let's say our hellos first of all Laura is looking very festive this evening hi Laura is that a, is that a little robin on your top there yeah, it's a selection of festive birds and with an attached little neck warmer as well that's actually part of the same garment. Oh, <laughs> so, that looks uh, very nice. One of my festive favourites. So, yeah. I like Hello. that. Something very, very retro about that. It looks very, very nice. Um, Adam, you're, you're well known for your Christmas attire. What have you got? Remember this one. Oh, Remember this one from his ear. He's got the fuller. Got my Home Alone one on. I have increased my Home Alone t-shirts to four, um, two more homemade ones based on the um, the uh, truck, the, the little truck thing that the bad guys uh, have. So they call it OK, sort of plumbing or something, yeah. So yeah, but I've not worn that today, but yeah, just keeping this one. I know Sean liked this one because he said it wasn't a Christmas jumper. It's tenuous, but it's a t-shirt as well, so... Speaking of um, Sean, I mean, if you've listened to our previous Christmas specials, you know Sean is well known for getting into the spirit of wearing all kinds of Christmas attire. And this year, no different, he's come as a pitch black winter night, which, I mean, there's nothing more Christmassy than that. Sean dressed all in black. Hello, Sean. Je m'appelle Sean. I'm the artistic director at (laughs) a a beautiful French art gallery on the... uh, the edge of the River Seine in Paris, and uh, I'm in all black. Yeah, French, you, French, uh, cool, French, cool, James. Cool, cool, cool. Sean, you've you've judged this before in in the real world. So how does it? How does this compare? Normally, James, this this um, normally involves me leaving work early or having the full day off. Um, in the the rain and the the dark, catching a train from Wumwell Station to Penniston Station, just the other side of Barnsley, a short walk to St John's Church, um, walking through the the main front door um, to have a, a pile of um, excellent Penniston homebrewers sat round a big round table, um, Percy Turner's pork pies and mushy peas, just in the little sort of kitchen galley area, just off the main church point. And then we sit down and sometimes a few snacks as well, um, just to sort of prepare us for the pork pies later. There is a vegan option as well, uh, uh, which is a no pork pie. And um, then we uh, we get stuck into the beers and then um, rather um, dizzily try and catch the train home late on uh, before a taxi back to home and an apology to Deb uh, as I climb into bed. <laughs> Nice. So we've got we, we've got eight 
uh, beers that we've drunk through the course of the week. We've got one left that we're all going to drink on the uh, on the show. Yeah, we've had seven and this but, one to come. Yeah, I mean they're all relatively strong beers. I'm amazed that you would normally just down them all in one night. I've struggled to get through the ball in the course of a week, to be honest. So um, I think it's impressive that normally you'd uh, you'd manage to finish them all in uh, in an evening. So. Fair As we'll see that. from uh, from Jeff and, and and Jack's input shortly, that there are a bunch of show offs at Penniston Home Brew Club, <laughs> and so Bull uh, Jidget tends to get sneered at a little bit. <laughs> Fair dues. As, as Sean mentioned there, we have a couple of guests joining us, and indeed a couple of entrants in the competition. Uh, we'll speak to Jack first of all. How are you doing, Jack? Very well. How are you all? Yeah, good. Uh, pleasure top. to have you uh, have you with us. So you you have uh, brewed one of the beers that's in the um, in the competition. Tell us tell us about your beer. So it's uh, a barley wine, twelve uh, percent beer um i brewed it in probably august end of august beginning of september you usually get around to that time of year and think about getting something big and boozy brewed in time for christmas um, it's got brandon cross hops um, it's got several different malts uh, some brown malt caramel malts um, so it's dark fruity should be some toffee in there exactly what I'm getting from it sounds, <laughs> sounds good right, my, um, um, no, it's we, we are going to uh, we're going to discuss each beer in turn so um we will be. I mean, no pressure. The fact that we've got you like literally sitting here looking at us while we uh, while we do that, but uh, we've all got our notes, so we'll come to it. Um, Jack, I know that that yours was the second strongest beer in the competition at twelve percent because the strongest weighed in at a rather hefty fourteen point two, and that was Jeff's beer, who is uh, is also with us. How are you doing, Jeff? Excellent, thanks, you. Great. Um, tell us about your beer. Um, it's an imperial stout brewed around beginning of October. Um, quite a complicated, one of the most complicated beers I've produced, really. Um, I did a step mash, which involved uh, when you're mashing uh, the grains and the water, pulling off a portion of the work to raise the temperature, return it to the mash tun. I did that twice. Two and three quarter hour boil. Um, and then I fermented it with two different types of yeast, two different strains. And then in secondary, added coconut, cacao nibs, and vanilla, which was soaked in bourbon for about four days, five days. So that's the result in beer. That, what that, that was a beautiful description. I uh, I love that. I'm particularly a fan of the word cacao. I just think it's a brilliant word. Um, right, brilliant. So um, there is one beer that we haven't judged yet, which we are all drinking. I think some of us have already started actually and poured it. So the beer that we have left is uh, this one. You can't see that because I've got my light switched on. Um, but this is uh, a strong, dark, ruby mild, um, which has been brewed by Paul. So eight beers altogether. 
here's how this works. So we have already done our scoring for seven of those beers. The twist is I know the scores. No one else does. So I've done all the um, calculations and um, I know that so far there is between the top two, there is one and a half points in it separating the top two. So the question is whether the mild squeezes in there somewhere or, uh, or where it's going to, um, where it's going to fit in. So the mild incidentally is the, um, the least, st- I was going to say weakest. I don't think that's true. The least strong of the beers that we've got coming in at 6.6%. So let's just do the runners and riders first, then we'll talk about each beer. So we have an ESB at 6.8% brewed by Ian. We have a, a Scotch Ale 9.6% brewed by Dan. We have a Bickwell Tart Stout brewed by Chris, which comes in at 97 Uh, We have Jeff's 14.2% Imperial Stout, which we heard him talk about. Uh, we have a Belgian Ale brewed by Steve, which came in at 8%. We have a Coconut Stout, um, which I'm not doing it justice by calling it that, but we'll, we'll go into details, at 10.9%, which Lance brewed at Jack's Barley Wine at 12%, as we mentioned, and Paul's Mild, 6.6%, which we are going to uh, drink and talk about while we do the show. Right, let's talk about a beer first of all. And um, I, I didn't put those in any particular order. It was just the way that they fell on my on my uh, iPad. So let's talk about the um, ESB first. And um, I'm going to ask Adam what he made of it. Well, actually, it's the last beer I had. I had it this afternoon, about one o'clock. Nice ESB. That's, that's why I'm asking you. It's freshest in your mind. <laughs> I, I, um not to kind of give away my scoring, but it was up there was with the uh, with my favourite so far. Um, just re- really, really drinkable. Um, I, it's not a sort of style I have too much of. I can remember like there's a Fuller's one that I used to get in supermarkets. That's kind of one that sticks in my head, but it's not really like a, a beer that I'm that overly familiar with. But I just think uh, it was it was it was it was the, the one beer that felt quite distinctly different from the other ones. Apart from probably that actually the, the barley wine was probably slightly different. But um, after a few days of I mean, quite, quite really, really dark beers. Um, yeah, it's it scored well with me. Um, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Would you like to know an interesting fact, Adam? Which is so far, we've still got one to score, but so far you are the person that has given the lowest score to one of <laughs> so the lowest score out of all the scores that have been given. I mean, it was going to come from someone, but it's come from Adam. Let's see whether or not we can figure wow. out which one it is from uh, the way it talks about. Yeah, I, do. I think it's a consistency thing. I think that Laura, like I was talking to Laura, I think, I think like it's kind of like she's got everything a bit higher and a bit lower. Itself. It's kind of all relative, really. So I think uh, it all works. True enough. Yeah. True yeah. enough. Um, so I thought ESB, not my favourite style, but um, I found it very, very pleasant. It was a bit crisper and a bit fresher than uh, a lot of similar beers that I uh, that I've drunk in that in that style. Didn't have a lingering aftertaste, which I kind of associate with uh, with that kind of beer as well. So all in all, it got you know a decent thumbs up from me. Sean, what did you think? Judging beer always difficult, James, because we all come with our sort of preconceived ideas about. Um, uh, what we prefer and what we don't prefer and judging perhaps um, is difficult because um, you shouldn't sort of score something down because you don't like it um, uh, and you 
you should should sort of shouldn't give anything a higher score because you love that particular style. Trying to bring balance, I always think, is quite difficult. Um, for the ESB, um, I thought it was outstanding. Yeah, so uh, one of my top scoring beers. Um, I thought aroma was what you would expect from a, a, a an ESB. I've given it a high score on aroma, and I, I would much prefer to smell a, a big double IPA because the aroma would would feel much better for me. But judging it to the actual style, I thought the accuracy of the beer that, that Ian's done was 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 really outstanding. So uh, exactly what I thought an ESB should be, and 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 I've given it a good score. Definitely very impressed. Let's jump back uh, in quickly just to um just to kind of. <laughs> I've actually got my scores up now, but um, one thing that this came to mind is I gave it the same score for each of my four kind of categories that I'd started scoring. So I'm assuming that can come out this is a very sort of a balanced, you know, kind of across the board. It didn't really have anything that they really like fell down or, you know, spiked or anything. I think it was like a like super solid. Like, so yeah, yeah. It, got, it got the same score for each of my four categories out of five. We, we should point out there that we've all scored slightly differently. We've all given a score out of 20, but how we've got there, it'd be left to us individually. So Adam's divided it up into like 4 million subcategories that he's scored by half points and stuff. Um, so I'm not going to ask him to explain it because we'll be here all night. Um, Sean, interesting fact that you might want to know, out of the four of us on the Hopcast, you overall gave the most number of points. So you were the most generous in your overall scoring, but not the most generous of all the judges because um, there is a a fifth judge who's also scored, who's not with us tonight, which is Dave from Penniston um, Homebrew uh, Club, who um, unfortunately was going to join us, but can't be here. So um, I've got Dave's scores and he was the most generous judge. The reason uh, Dave can't be here is a good one. Dave is is the um, owner and head brewer at Whiteface Brewery. And they're opening a, a tap in Penniston, and he's there now. He's there now, fitting taps to his wall in in his tap in in Penniston. So that's a place. It's a good that excuse, we'll, isn't it? We'll, we'll visit in 2021. Definitely visit. On, and, um, uh, and broadcast, uh, broadcast from there. Also, Scott, that scoring James is interesting. That I know quite a lot of, if not all, of the entrants, and so does Dave. And I suppose we. Uh, we're always uh, sort of tied into also personal relationships as well. But I've been very fair with me, me, me scoring, uh, despite the fact it is difficult when you know everybody concerned. Indeed. Um, so, um, Jack, what did you make of, uh, of Ian's beer? I'm not, I've not tried Ian's beer. Oh, well, there oh. we go. <laughs> so that's a, that's a zero from Jack then. Uh, Jeff, have you tried them all? Uh, I have tried most of them. Um, I enjoy Ian's beer. I think it's one of the best beers he's brewed. Um, uh, absolutely fantastic. Lovely. I think problem is with ESPs and stuff like that is the delivery that they come from a bottle. And it, if it came from cask, it always tastes that little bit better, I think. So it's... Uh, but flavours I got from bottle were absolutely fantastic. A lovely, well-balanced beer. Nice and fairly sweet up front and a nice bitterness bringing it back. Um, And, yeah, fairly dry finish, but left you wanting to drink more, I think. I think it was a lovely, well-balanced beer. 
fair dues. Thank you, uh, Jeff. Right, let's move on then. Oh no, Laura, I've not asked. I've not asked you, Laura, about that one. I can't. You haven't. No. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to go in different orders, and it means I thought that I'd asked you first. No, um, I think um, just to echo what uh, what everyone said, really, um, really well balanced. Um, I think there's a few words that I'll probably say a lot uh, through the course of this, and that's balance and excellent condition, which I think without exception, um, you know, the, the beers have all been as presented in a, in a way that was really enjoyable to drink. Um, I think I've actually judged, uh, well, kind of backup judged um, a couple of years ago, I think, when I was lucky enough to come across to Penistone with Sean um, and Jim, who were sort of the official judges. Um, so I knew that the standard was going to be high um, and I've just had a great week getting festive with all these Christmassy beers. Uh, so I just wanted to say that before um, before I get into specifics. Uh, but yeah, I thought the uh, ESB had a really enticing aroma. Um, I, I would have liked just a little bit more hop character from it, uh, just to get a little bit more bitterness in there. Um, but otherwise, it was uh, really, really pleasant and really easy to drink. And um, yeah tasty you can tell you can tell that laura's the one that knows what she's talking about that all made very mm. good sense I was impressed <laughs> all right cool um we're going to move on then to uh the scotch ale um i'll i'll talk about this first because i've only ever had one scotch ale before and i think this was described as a spiced scotch ale if i uh, if i remember correctly the the only one that i've had before was one that brewdog did a few years ago uh, a few years ago called um santa pause i think it was called um and it was probably the worst beer that i've ever had and i i i couldn't i just couldn't drink it it was absolutely awful so to be honest i was kind of dreading drinking um this beer but it was much 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 better it was way more balanced very drinkable. It didn't make me feel even close to feeling uh, sick in the slightest. Um, it, <laughs> I've got to be honest, it's not my style, but it was actually very, very enjoyable. So uh, probably the one that surprised me the most that I really didn't think that I was going to like it. So um, it's Dan, isn't it, who did the um, Scotch Ale. So um, I've got to give Dan a thumbs up for that because I think he did a really good job of that. Sean, what did you reckon? Uh, I... I've been to a fair few sort of judging things over the years now, but as a lucky result of being involved in Beer Central, and I don't think I've ever heard any judge at any event say it didn't come anywhere near close to making me sick, uh, James. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> congratulations for that. that <laughs> Whose decision was it to involve me in this? I don't know. <laughs> But by saying that, I'm guessing that you were so appalled by Santa Paul's that that did perhaps make you close I to was feeling genuinely, sick. It really did make me feel sick, that beer. It was, it was terrible. Honestly, the worst beer I've ever had. And so when I say I was nervous about drinking this Scotch Ale, I mean, like, I was really, <laughs> really bricking it. I, I was like, shall I just not drink it and just lie to them and say that I have done? Um, I was really dreading it. Uh, uh, yeah, in the spirit of James, I perhaps should say this this came nowhere near to giving me any diarrhea problems uh, as a result of, of drinking it. <laughs> we could go through a whole host of, of potential uh, health issues uh, as part of us judging. I, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favourite beer, I've got to admit. Um, 
but uh, I was pretty solid in terms of the actual scores. And I thought the, the accuracy of it in terms of it being a spiced Scotch ale was, was close. I found it a little bit thin um, and so didn't enjoy it as much as some of the others. But uh, nonetheless, again, uh, an enjoyable beer that uh, I, I finished uh, right to the end. Got to, got to make that point. I, I drank every one of these beers. I'm sure everyone has right to the very end. Uh, there was nothing that was uh, going to be uh, sink poured at any point. Nowhere near. Good stuff, yeah. I, I'd echo that. I think they were all, uh, the standard across the board is excellent. Uh, all right, Laura, Scotch Ale, thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh Thumbs up in some areas, but like, um, not my favourite just because I I found a little bit of acidity that had crept into this one that I'm not sure um, it didn't quite sit with the rest of the beer. Um, so it wasn't one of my favourites, but having said that, um, I thought it had a really, really nice roasted character and uh, Dan used coriander in there as the spicing and I thought the coriander flavour came through really really nicely alongside some uh, really tasty sort of dried fruit flavors um so there was a lot to like about it uh, but it did lo- you lose a few marks uh, just just for um, just for that reason um but i thought it had um, a really nice yeast character as well and again the condition was really really good um so yeah good stuff thank you um i've had to lose the um uh, Santa hat, by the way, because I was having a slight overheating problem. Um, Adam, yeah, um, echoing some a couple of things that Sean said. A little bit thin and virtually no carbonation whatsoever. I got from my my bottle, um, and then also what Laura said about you, the acidity. I've put slightly tart, which I thought was the complete opposite of what I'd expect from what I'd had of Scotch ales in, in the past, and that made me think that maybe something had crept into it that shouldn't be. So unfortunately, I didn't score it that high. Um, just it just wasn't something I really enjoyed that much, if I'm honest. And um, didn't really feel it, it. The end product was really on style, but I don't know if it was that's because it kind of just tasted a bit, like I said, a bit tart for me. Um, so yeah, fortunately, it was a little bit of a miss for me, I'm afraid. Did I did I end up enjoying the Scotch ale the, the best out of all of them? Is that what I <laughs> yes, yes you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, is this one that you tried? I haven't tried it, but I know Dan always tries and pushes boat out. Uh, yep. I'm not sure with this one whether he tried using Kvike yeast, which is a Norwegian Scandinavian farmhouse strain um, that ferments at high temperatures. I'm not right sure, and um, but it does like to. Um, do quite complex things and push boat out where flavours are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think brewing like that, as I've done in the past as well, is quite risky. Um, but it, it does some lovely ales, Dan. Um, it does some nice sides. James, as well. interestingly, yeah, uh, Zoom have just changed uh, your name on the uh, the little uh, naming character to James McMarriott. So they're obviously listening <laughs> in, and it, it's great to have very that good, synergy uh, from Zoom. I, I, th- I thought you were going to make <laughs> some kind of football there. comment then, Sean. So uh, not, in not the yet. End, you've I'm... taken the blue and white hat off, which is good enough for me. It was that was making me feel sick, but uh, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> great, thank you very much. 
Sean Clark. Uh, right, okay. Next beer. Um, the Scotch Ale, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned, 9.6%. We're going 0.1 of a percent higher for our third beer, 9.7%. And um, this is from Chris, who brewed a Bakewell Tart Stout. Um, all right, Sean, what did you think? I've had this beer before. Uh, Chris is a good customer of ours and... When I drop beers off for him uh, down Royston Way in Lufton, uh, he, he wants to give me a loaf of bread, but mostly it's uh, a beer he, he, he gives us a, a little treat. So I've had it before, really enjoyed it, giving it a good score. And um, you get all the, the flavours, the accuracy, I think, is bang on. The taste is bang on. The appearance was the only problem for me. It didn't pour well with a, with a good head. Um, the beer that we've just had from uh, Pete, uh, from Paul, the, the uh, Dark Ruby Mild, the, the look of that when I poured it into the glass was just unbelievable. Um, whereas on this occasion, the, the pour from Chris, I poured it I poured it well, but the, the head didn't retain really for, for very long at all. So slightly carbonated, the head disappeared. Everything about it I thought was really fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I love the beer. Second one was as good as the first one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, to be honest, quite surprised that I haven't seen more beers in that style, like Bakewell Tart. So, I mean, basically, it's you know, almond and cherry flavours, isn't it? Um, because I thought it worked brilliantly. Now, I so I, I drank it last night, and um, I got very into the spirit of drinking it, and obviously was quite tipsy when I started type, writing my notes, because um, they are handwritten. And I think I'm supposed to have written here, I love Bakewell tarts, but actually I've wrote, I love Bakewell twats. I'm not sure where that's come from, but <laughs> that's what it says. Um, so I thought, I love Bakewell tarts, I love stouts, what's not to love? Um, I thought it tasted very real rather than synthetic yeah um i would have had absolutely no idea that it was a smidge off 10 percent um and i finished just by writing writing bravo with three exclamation marks and i can't pay you were drunk weren't you i was quite i was a little a little bit tipsy bravo, in fact what happened after scoring this is that i booked a holiday and didn't realize until this morning when i woke up and i'm like why well, have i got emails from ryanair so that was that was my saturday night uh right laura um, no, hang on, hang on. Sorry, Laura. This is this is. Where's he going on holiday? You, Laura. You obviously want to know this, don't you? Where's he going on holiday? The the holiday is to uh, well, it's to it's to it's to Germany. So it's all right. Move on. Yeah, move Berlin on. And then Hamburg, <laughs> and then back to Berlin. Move on. Sorry, Laura. They're locking down anyways after today. So come on. <laughs> so um, I think. Well, firstly, I think the reason that there aren't that many beers that are flavoured with this is because they're really hard flavours to work with. Mm. Um, almond is one of those flavours that can present itself in beer when it's not supposed to be there. And I think it's one of those flavours like banana and things that it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of wise to avoid in a lot of cases, I think. However, um, I thought that for this beer, everything that was supposed to be there was there and the flavours that were all perfectly harmonised, uh, it, to me, tasted exactly as I felt it should have done, um, and I thought it worked really, really well, um, and was an excellent beer. I really enjoyed it. Um, Adam, what did you think? Um, another consistent beer, and it's in its kind of in my scoring, it got the same same mark for each of my four categories. And also, uh, my wife was doing all this at the same time we shared them because obviously. I don't know. Well, 
Yeah. If I'm going to sit and drink really strong beers, then I'm going to have to give her a little bit. Um, we, this was a beer that we we get. We literally gave the same score. And we didn't come. We didn't come for. Um, I, I've put a note, which is like I even copied it, and I've, I like kind of laughed out when I saw it. I don't know. I can't even remember because a few days ago I put I put not very stouty. I don't know. I even know what I mean by that. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it was a little bit too cold or carbonated, and maybe maybe I'm just longing for a kind of a, a cask version or something like that. But um, yeah, um, so, solid really. Um, um, I th- looking at my aroma score, I was probably thinking I was going to get a little bit more from it from the aroma point of view, with it being a quite a specific kind of and strong as well. If something is a bit stronger, you tend to get the aroma coming through quite quite heavily. Um, and I think when I was reviewing it, I think when I was going back, I was thinking, oh, it's that one that's got like a really awesome aroma, but it's not. So I'm thinking maybe that's what let it down for me. Maybe just not quite as coming through on the aroma on aroma front. Um, but yeah, so solid, solid. Fair comments, fair comments. Uh, right, okay. Um, Jeff, you're feeling nervous. We've got we're, we're reviewing your beer next. You are next on the uh, on the list. Uh, we're nearly halfway through. Um, I feel really sorry for Jack because it's just the way that it's fallen that Jack is the penultimate beer that we're going to talk oh. about. How you, where, where are you? Where, where's your confidence levels at the moment, Jack? I've got a ten percent Imperial Milk Stout to soften the blow, the nerves at bay. So. <laughs> I was going to ask what you guys were drinking while we were all on the on the dark mild. So I've got a, a barrier brewing company from New York, Morticia Imperial Milk Stout. Ooh, I got to share one of those the other day. Uh, somebody at work brought a can over for us all to have a little taste. Really and a bit of a toss up between a few beers. I've got a beer of Jeff's here, but I thought I'll not put him through the the torture of having two of his beers <laughs> <laughs> dissected. <laughs> Night. <laughs> I really what, like the kind for that barrier beer as well. Mm. It was great. And what what are you drinking, Jeff? Well, I, I started night on my own brewed Sriracha Ace Pilsner, which mm. uh, I think that's the last bottle of, and my kegs kick. But I've had a bottle at mild because I've uh, been doing some backhanded trades with Paul to get hold of this mild because. I think it's fantastic. I really yeah, it is. My dark horse for competition. Um, I think on cask, this beer will be outstanding. I think it's beautiful. Um, so I've I've been saving this bottle and this is my last one. So after we've done tonight, there'll probably be a few uh, tears shed. <laughs> that highway, I think it's fantastic. Really do. It's a fair point. Uh, right, we're going to talk about uh, your beer now, Jeff. So it was uh, 14.2%. Jeff gave us a description of it earlier on. Um, okay, Laura, going to ask you for your opinion okay. first. Okay, so I was really surprised when I opened the can because I poured it and I expected to be like thumped in the face by it. And I, and you, and I wasn't in a, in a nice way. Um, you can you have to give you know get really in there and give it a really good sniff, which I thought was really impressive to say how strong it was. Um, and I've written, how is this balanced? Because I just thought I was like, it's fourteen point two percent. It's got all these amazing massive flavors in it, which were all there, and it was still just really really harmonious and really easy drinking. 
if I can say that about something that was so strong. So yeah, I thought the the bourbon from the vanilla, I thought came through really nicely and was a really nice addition um, and a really nice long lasting lingering finish. Um, so yeah, just really rich and really tasty. And I thought it was great. <clears throat> Excellent. I don't really know how to follow that because um, I did drink your beer last night, Jeff, during my uh, clearly quite drunken evening. Uh, and I've put, okay, so much going on here. Dark, murky, the muscovado, uh, I assume that's muscovado sugar, really comes through. Uh, when the taste settled, absolutely phenomenal, proper earthy was my uh, final <laughs> comment that I uh, wrote down. I think I'm just, just picking words out of a dictionary there, but um, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, just just brilliant. And I think Laura summed it up brilliantly by saying, so much going on, but all just worked really, really well together. And that is a heck of an achievement. Right, Adam. Um, yeah, I, I've come through this with a few balanced kind of things, but for 40, like you said, for 14%, how how balanced it was. And I think all the, the, the adjuncts and the ingredients and the, the, the... I was thinking about how do you do something, something for like when people use bourbon casks and stuff like that like how is that achieved in when when you're a home brewer and like you're saying you're soaking you know things in in, in that to get to achieve that and I, I really really enjoyed that part of it <clears throat> my only thing is i think because there's so much ingredients and the strength after like after a good few mouthfuls and when i were drinking it i was like this is a lot going off and it's quite strong and like, I think uh, I remember Laura tell, saying to me we were chatting and she was saying this, she didn't drink 14% but I was thinking it, it does drink 14% or it's something one of the ingredients is really kind of poking out which makes me feel like it does taste strong um, so I, I'm thinking like if that was something about 10% from as a personal kind of taste awesome the kind of things the things that kind of came to mind like the Adamson kind of you know they deserve that that kind of not the, the zygote and stuff like that, that they do this sort of 10% ones with the desserty kind of pastry ones I know it's not really particularly pastry ones but in in that kind of really dark strong beer they're kind of what I liked I think there was just probably a few too many things poking out that strength I think um but yeah, if, if you're into that kind of thing, which I'm, it's not really the thing I, I tend to go for as a personal choice, bang on, really balanced. And like I said, achieving that that strength. And to point out, who's ever had a homebrew in a can before? That is also, impressive. I think I brought it, me and Laura, we'll probably mention it at the end, but uh, me and Laura did some recording with some other podcasters yesterday and we were talking about it and they were like, you've, you've just had, you've got what? You're homebrew in a can? Was, oh yes, and, it's, and it says Jeff on it. And then I thought, like, just Jeff for a name of a beer is just, you should call a beer Jeff. It'd be like Alan, who like, like Verdant, but <laughs> I just really liked it. Silver can, black with text, Jeff, 14%. Find out what's in it. Don't, no ingredients. <laughs> yeah, yeah, solid. Yeah, enjoyed it. We all know that um, Sean is the Dark Lord uh, and the <laughs> king of, of all, all things stouty. So, um, What's uh, what's his opinion? Uh, that that uh, description of me is quite a shock, actually, uh, James. Yeah, I, I like most things. I like a stout at the end of the night. Um, what's going to rub salt into Jeff's wounds here is that I I drank that. I, I like Adam. I thought that was a Saturday night beer, so that was part of my celebratory drinks. 
on on Saturday night uh, <laughs> for the the easy three points uh, that we uh, we got Sheffield Wednesday. So I apologise, Jeff, for mentioning that uh, again live on air. Uh, uh, we have but, it in the uh, outside town hall on open top bus tour. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um, I I really enjoyed it. I've had lots of uh, I'm going to ignore that comment. Uh, um, I've had lots of Jeff's beers before, both commercially brewed and home brewed. Uh, a truly outstanding brewer. Jeff was involved in my beer of the year. Um, which I'm sure we might uh, announce our own individual preferences on on uh, the next uh, show before Christmas. Um, this particular beer I scored highly apart from one thing. I split mine into aroma, appearance, and accuracy, and 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 taste. And it was just the appearance on mine. It is the first ever beer I've had in can uh, as a home brewer. So Jeff, again, you've ticked another uh, first there. Uh, but again, didn't quite pour as velvety and as unctuous and as silky smooth as that I was hoping for. And again, the head disappeared uh, pretty quickly. So love the love the beer. Uh, the only score I marked it down on was accuracy, uh, just like uh, the the majority of the the Chef Wednesday strikers yesterday. So that's pretty fair. Really. Sure. I can I can mute you, you know, that can happen. It's never <laughs> happened before on the Hopcast in the uh, lockdown era, but, you know. Even you... even with a mute, I can still do the score, buddy. So I'll, I will I will just go like that all day long. <laughs> I, did, I did forget to mention, by the way, that the uh, Chris's beer, the Bakewell Tart Stout that we talked about before, I did mark that down by a point because it was in a recordling bottle. I didn't, really, I didn't really. I didn't really. I didn't really. That's that's not true. That's, that's where the true. added. That's where the added fruity flavour came from. <laughs> One of the things about uh, beers with almonds and coconut in the biggest problem you have with it is head retention and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oils, juices. It's uh, it's quite it's quite tricky to. That's, it's an it's an interesting question that Jeff and, and Laura Laura in my eyes is the top judge in, in amongst us all here. But should should head retention be a, a, an equal part of the judging points process or not, or am I just barking up the wrong tree? I think it depends on, like, on the on, beer. You know, if, if mm. you know that there's a reason why it might not have lasted, then I think you know some styles are less less suited <laughs> to it yeah you know like if you, like for example a lot of lambic beers if you were presented those and they were yeah uh, they had a load of foam on the top you'd be like what the hell's going on but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A lager that lost it you might be like mm. so so i think it is one of the things for style and for <clears> me <throat> um i would bear in mind the ingredients that were in there and how they might have affected what how that beer would present right. um i personally don't use appearance or color as a category when I judge unless I'm forced to because I think uh, especially in a lot of camera festivals that I've judged that I've judged at it's quite almost outdated now to rate a beer on its clarity and its color and its appearance you know there are there are so many reasons why that can vary and I think it to me it's something that would fall more under the style thing you know if you've got a pale ale that's a bit brown you'd mark it down for style rather than for appearance for me so yeah I don't like judging a, a book by its cover when it comes to beer, but um, I can I can see why it's why it's in there and uh, and why people like to 
kind of think about it, but I, I kind of consider it as part of my style guidelines instead. Well, it's been said about just um, experience generally, don't they? It's a bit of a wishy-washy kind of term, but if you if if you know, if your enjoyment comes from that whole thing of you know it means this there's no self divide you know with like sparklers and stuff like that it's like if you get a bit of a flat pint which a southerner would probably prefer you kind of a bit like mm, <laughs> well done adam <laughs> well done adam <laughs> it's true it's not it's not it's not a myth <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's true sparkles would, would they enjoy it with their jelly deals and, and it's a, it's, ask anybody it's a thing it's a thing I stand by it it's a thing um, it's a million northern thing though isn't it the sparkler is it but like I said like, you kind of just don't have that same appearance but if that's what you're used to and that's part of your experience of like drinking beer then that's part of the package isn't it but if you if if, if like because we were used to like a big thick creamy head on a pint even in a bottle when you pour it if it drops if there's nothing at all you, you kind of a bit like oh, what's happened there it doesn't yeah regardless of like the no, the knowledge of the ingredients it's just it's still it's still that part of the experience isn't it and i suppose like, i mean you're educated or not on it it's just um yeah Right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us on because we're only halfway through, so we're gonna press on, um, and we're gonna move on to Steve's beer, which was the Belgian ale, uh, which came in at eight percent. So actually, uh, again, one of the less strong beers that we uh, had. Uh, all right, first say on this goes to Laura. Okay, so um, again, I enjoyed this beer. Um, I thought it had um, a really nice toffee character in the background, uh, which was really delicious. Um, like I said, with the, with the spice scotch ale, when I felt that there was acidity in it that wasn't supposed to be there, there was a little bit of acidity in this. I was kind of like, that might be supposed to be there. Um, and uh, it kind of fitted in a bit better. Um, it was a little bit more than I'd maybe have expected, but yeah, it didn't seem out of place and I don't think it unbalanced the beer at all. Um, so I thought overall it was um, really tasty and had some nice, uh, a really nice Belgian character to it. See, now you've had the um, excellent um, descriptions from uh, Laura. Now you get mine. Um, I thought it was very keen on the pour. It took quite a while to settle down. And the only one that I had a bit of an issue with, with it just being a little bit lively, um, it had a strong aroma of the pub. I can't quantify how or <laughs> why um i think it reminded me of something that i would have expected to get in shakespeare's and i kind of loved it um it's not a go-to style for me again but i thought it was excellent but i did write down that i think sean is the judge for this one um i think i've said that for pretty much every beer actually but i know um sean is is keen on his uh belgian ale, so it'd be yeah. interesting to see that. And, and i i find it by saying i uh it didn't taste too boozy very drinkable were my comments Sean, I, I, you you definitely. I, I nearly said then I think you do, but no, you don't. You definitely overrate my uh, my judging skills when it comes to beer. And your comments, James, have been very enjoyable tonight. Actually, I, I wish I'd done exactly the same. <laughs> did, did you particularly this enjoy was, the description um, of it? Aroma of the pub, I thought was no. I, well, I preferred the it didn't make me sick earlier, but the aroma <laughs> of the pub was 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 excellent. I'm going to be nice and quick because I know we're pushing for time. Uh, enjoyed it Steve Steve no Steve acidity is something he does go for but it was very overcarbed well to drink uh, it was a, it was a bit of a burper and and 
but flavour great, but a bit, a bit, uh, just too overcarbed. I thought to really enjoy it as a, uh, a, a proper Belgian dark. Okay, and Adam. Well, yeah, I think I sent a video around of mine sat in the sink, bubbling over. Um, it took a while for to get to a point where I could actually pour some of it. Um, but l- luckily, I did get to drink some of it because generally it was I enjoyed it. Um, it scored. It's highest thing in the in the aroma category and it's lowest in taste, but it did do well in style. You know, for a start in style and drinkability. I think taste and drinkability is a bit of a weird. One. I don't know why I did them two things, but there was a distinction between those two things. Um, but yeah, it did. It did all right. Um, it, it did. It's probably the top half. Definitely the top half of my scoring. So um, yeah, just a shame that it was like I said, just bubbling over big big time over carbonation or something in there. So it's kind of really well behaved my bottle yes yeah, i i <laughs> thought you had the problem with the the bitter oh. i can't, Sorry, I, can't all, that? all, I was saying that's a shame because i i had that beer that same beer from steve oh it last lockdown i think <laughs> so it must it must be march april time i think i i loved it i thought it was fantastic yeah, it was. It tasted. Uh, it it. But it, 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 it was a good beer. I think it just the couple of things fall. But I thought the aroma was really good. Like I don't. I, I wouldn't call it a pub smell. But I think it just. It, it it was inviting for me. I think so. Yeah. That aroma in the pub sort of thing could be from esters at beer. Um, the esters it produced it. Um, really nice beer. But like I say, it were about three or four months ago that I had it. So it might have. Uh, if it's been sat somewhere warm, it could have carved up a hell of a lot more. And uh, being a bit too excitable for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, right. Next, we're on to Lancer's beer. I've just been finding the description of um, this one, so I can do it justice. <clears throat> I mentioned it earlier and said I-, I need to revisit this to give it a proper description. So it's a ten point nine percent coconut imperial stout with maple, vanilla, and coconut. Um, Adam, what did you think? Um, I, I got my top score of any beer for aroma. I think looking at this, um, <clears throat> it smelled amazing. It really, it, it really had like a nostalgic smell of kind of like them coconut kind of cakes you used to get like as kids that you get from Coupland's or whatever. But um, it had a really, really distinct smell, and it was like really like. Um, but it did taste a little bit thin for the strength, I thought. Um, and I think it needed a little bit more sweetness to it. I think you were expecting it to be a bit sweeter. I think coconut. I feel like it's got more dessert, sort of end of the uh, adjunct spectrum. But um, it's scored well. It's scored well, uh, really well. Um, so yeah, decent. And um, it didn't. Yeah, all, like we said, all these beers really didn't taste as strong as they actually are. Um, you kind of forgot that even though we're drinking them after a few after a few beers early in the evening, or drinking these quite late on in the evening, as you would kind of to finish off a night, maybe. Um, yeah, I thought the style and the aroma kind of um, were, were spot on, really. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I made uh, notes about the uh, aroma. Well, I thought the whole thing was just like, it was just pure coconut. So I thought that the uh, aroma was very coconutty. I thought the taste was very coconutty. Um, it For me, it didn't particularly try to disguise how strong it was. And we've obviously, we've we've had quite a few strong beers over the course of um, judging and this was one that that felt quite booze forward to me and that made it feel maybe just a little bit unbalanced um 
and, and at times it was a little bit challenging. And I'm not sure if that's a criticism because I think sometimes a beer that's quite upfront about being quite strong is not necessarily a uh, a bad thing. Um, so uh, yes, overall, uh, I'm. Uh, you better put here. So so many beers now hide how strong they are. I'm fine with a beer that gives you a right punch in the face. Um, I really enjoyed it. Is what I wrote down. So there we go. Uh, I'm hoping from this that I'm going to be invited to do lots more judging on uh, beer competitions because <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a great job here. Uh, right then, let's uh, ask Sean. James, I, I think your um, judging contract would have been better suited with um, fine with beers that gave me a kick in the nuts rather than slap in the face. Uh, I think you, you'd be guaranteed many appearances with, with that one. I, I, again, enjoyed the beer. I perhaps put uh, too much. This is um, relatively rare, I suppose, in uh, packaged, whereas a lot of judgment comes from cask beers at beer festivals and so on. So I perhaps put too much emphasis on what I regard as the most exciting time that's taking the the, the oh. can in Jeff's case, that beer, and and being, being really excited. What goes in, Sean? And so, uh, say again. I think we we lost you a little bit there, Sean. <laughs> oh, apologies. We're, right, we're so connection so issues. I I was on 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 pouring the beer and opening the can. And so that's the only thing I marked it down on again. Uh, but with with again with the adjuncts that are in there, perhaps I I'm being slightly harsh in expecting a better pour or a nice retention and a big thick velvety feel. So just felt a little bit thin. Scored it well, but appearance was uh, the uh, again. I'm not judging the colour of it in terms of appearance. I'm judging. I suppose I should I should judge more the the opening of the beer the pour and the excitement of watching that beer fall into your glass uh, before you, you you drink it. So that's the only thing I marked it down on slightly in that it didn't, it didn't fill me with love and joy as I poured it into the glass, but, uh, but uh, it upped its game once I started to drink it. That was such a, uh, I felt like quite sad there. He said it didn't feel, what did you say? It didn't fill me with, Love and joy Love as and I joy. poured it into the... Yeah, every, every beer I open... I uh, think that's possibly the harshest kind, thing you've ever said. No, <laughs> I, I, the pour is, is a particularly uh, important <laughs> thing to where uh, It really is. Any beer that I have, uh, is that there's a, a high pitch of excitement at, at pouring that beer in and looking at it first uh, before then smelling it and tasting it and so on. I, I do put an emphasis on that. I might be wrong for judging. No, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to start. I'm going to start using it on Tinder when I swipe right. Someone says, "Sorry, you didn't fill me with <laughs> love and joy." So, uh, swipe left. Right, brilliant. Okay, so um, who have I not asked? Laura, I've not asked you. Do you just want to be shown that if you open it in a bottle, it does a really like, and then you pour it in and you hear the. Yeah, that that that's a that's a five. You've just described a five, Laura. And actually, Laura, the Abbeydale cans, they do that for me. Oh, good. They do that for oh, me. They do. <laughs> um, so for, the, for Lance's beer, I uh, pretty much wholeheartedly agree with you, James. Um, I thought it was massive on the aroma that was really inviting, really nice and creamy. Um, but I also found it just a bit, a rich, initially when I first started drinking it, 
found that the booze level meant that some of the other flavors didn't come through quite as much because I was getting so much alcohol off it. But the way to get around that was just to carry on drinking it because you kind of, you know, you get used to the uh, high alcohol levels in there um, and the booze starts to settle as a, as my taste buds got used to it. Um, and so once I got past the booziness, um, I thought the coconut um, and maple and everything came through really nicely, gave a nice sweetness um, and a good roast character in the finish. Um, so again, I thought it had a really nice balance to it. Um, here is a, uh, another interesting uh, Hopcast fact that I've worked out while you've been talking, Laura. That this is the beer that we agreed on the most in that three out of the four of us gave it exactly the same score and the fourth person only gave it half a mark difference to the rest of us. So it got the most consistent scores across the board. There we go. Right, we've got a couple of beers left. The last one that we um, drank during the week... This is the moment for Jack. The pressure is on. Uh, so it is Jack's barley wine that uh, came in at 12%. Adam, what did you think? My first beer. It was the first beer I tried. Um, and I don't know why. I think we we all got together on, on the chat. And I think, was it or maybe James had opened it and me and Laura decided we should probably open it at the same time. And just maybe just that's where we started. Um, it's not a style I'm over, over, familiar, over familiar with. So I was kind of, if I was to give, you know, Sean, just drop in your glasses there. Drop the glasses. <laughs> if um, it's not something I go to, and it's not something, it's not something I'd kind of particularly like, maybe look forward to to, to drinking. But luckily, Jack, um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's got very highly on everything. And the only thing that went sort of mid-table was aroma. I just didn't really get much, much from it. Um, I think I put like, it's not got a bad aroma. It's just not much of it. Um, there was a really nice light carbonation. It just kind of, it just, it just really nice and like nice toffee notes. Um, and it basically, it was my benchmark beer throughout the week. Um, it did really well. Um, my wife did exactly the same. Um, and it did get a, it did get a top, um, a full marks for me and my wife actually for drinkability um, and for um, a barley wine at 12%, which we're not really that, f- it's not something we really drink much of at all. I think um, something to, um, yeah, good, good beer. Enjoyed it. Thank I you. didn't know you were coming on by the way. It's not, but I'm not bullshitting <laughs> you because you're on. <laughs> but yeah, it's it spot on. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm going to slightly echo, I think, what you've said there, Adam, in terms of the fact that I also made a note that it is a style that traditionally I've kind of struggled to connect with for whatever reason. And I think we've you know, we've had this conversation a few times on the Hotcast where I've said I, I just struggle a bit with barley wines. Don't know why it is, but I just do. Um, but um, I can't take anything away from this because I thought it was an excellent interpretation. Um, mega drinkable and... Super enjoyable were uh, were my phrases. I just felt because it's a style that I can't connect with. I felt it was it was difficult for me to to judge it and compare it to other kind of similar beers. So I struggled a little bit in 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 that sense. But actually, really really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, massive compliments there. Right, who have we not spoke to about this one? Let's ask Laura. Uh, so again, I thought it was really, really drinkable. Unlike you two, James and Adam, I am a huge barley wine fan. Um, and I wasn't disappointed at all by this one. Uh, really well conditioned, really nice toffee, boozy, uh, lovely character. 
Um, the only thing I found was slightly off style was I found it had a little bit more of a yeast character than I'd expect, um, which it, it was it was a really nice kind of Esther character. Um, it's just something that was a little bit surprising to me, um, but I thought it drank really, really well. Um, and uh, Jim shared them all with me and he thought the slight estery presence there was a uh, an addition that made a barley wine better. So, <laughs> so uh, we both we both really enjoyed it, and um, that I think it was uh, not too heavy either. Um, it was, uh, yeah, really good drinking. Thank you, uh, and Sean. Ruined. I marked it terrible a bit now. Jack's on with us. So obviously, I need to change things. Uh, so, uh, no, J Jack is a good customer of Beer Central, and he's also very generous in letting us try lots of his home brews. I already know that he's a, an outstanding brewer. This was my joint top scorer of the week. And in terms of accuracy, I, I gave it uh, top marks. Uh, uh, really outstanding. And I think barley wines, are uh, lots of different beers can be supped at different times. But I think in particular with barley wines, uh, you have to drink it at, in the right circumstances. So it, it has to be dark. It has to be quite cold. I think as a physical human being, you have to feel a little bit of chill. Perhaps uh, imagine standing watching a Sheffield Wednesday match for uh, nearly two hours on a, a cold Saturday evening. Where's that? Where's that? If you, if, going. If, if you if you <laughs> went home and sucked a barley wine, then even uh, even a, a, a match like uh, like yesterday's would be a, would be a, a cheerful experience. I think Sean's been drinking since uh, <laughs> full time. <laughs> we've got to we've got to try and get him to wish everyone a merry Christmas later on. This will take another hour. Uh, Jeff, he... Jeff, sorry, uh, Jeff, I've had three pints. Sorry, no, three points is is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh dear! Excellent. Thank you, thank you, guys. Cheers, Jack. It was, it was good. Brilliant. Jack, do you reckon fair fair comments? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, happy with them all. I'm glad you all liked it. That was my longest brew day ever. So I, I, I don't even know much about brewing, but I, I can fit maybe seven and a half, eight kilos of grain in my system, and that required nine and a half. So I had to do two mashes, two boils, and then combine the two work. I was, I was up until like midnight <laughs> brewing that thing, so I'm glad, I'm glad you all liked Good. Really do, do you know what, Jack? As, as you kind of say that and talking about being your longest brew day, it's just kind of a reminder to me that these are homebrew beers. And, I mean, we've got one more to talk about, but across the board, the, the standard was absolutely phenomenal, like just amazing. I don't think there's any of those beers that I would I would say would be out of place being served in a pub. I thought every single one of them, even the ones where I'm like, you know, maybe not my style or anything like that. I didn't think, oh, that just tastes poor. Like they were, they were just, the standard was just fantastic. Um, and yeah, I mean, what, what you've got going on in Penniston, I think is, is just amazing. Uh, right. We've got one more beer left to talk about. It's the one that we've been drinking about on the, sh on the show. 
Um, it is the 6.6% mild that Paul did. So this is a, a strong, dark ruby mild, it says on the uh, bottle, uh, brewed with summer and, it's rubbed off a bit, golding hops, barley and oats. 6.6%. Um, all right, let's go to Laura. Ooh, hi. So um, again, as I... I think this was another one that was really nicely in balance. Um, one of my favourite beers to drink around Christmas time, and I haven't had it for years, uh, is Sarah Hughes Dark Ruby Mild. Um, and I thought this wasn't a million miles off that, to be honest. I thought it was smooth, rounded, really tasty. Um, and I think Jeff said earlier, I'd, uh, I'd already written down, I would love to try this pulled through an Angram. Um, I think it would be uh, a phenomenal cast beer. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, and what is your score for it, Laura? Well, I've sent it to you. I thought we were keeping them secret. No, this is the one where I'm going to ask you for the for the actual score. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 16. Okay. That's actually gone up from the score that you sent me. I rounded one <laughs> up when I carried on drinking it. I'm glad, I'm oh, glad that I asked. Like five. <laughs> It was fifteen point five. It's gone up to sixteen. That's a good sign. That means it's got better as you've uh, as you as you've drunk it. Um, okay, I feel like a bit of a stuck record here in terms of saying mild is not generally a style that I would go to, but it really isn't. And we we have talked about milds a few times, and I've just kind of said I don't. I just don't get it. I don't really understand mild, and therefore I've not drunk a lot of them. Uh, and this falls into the category of whatever it was that we talked about earlier, where I said. I am so surprised at how much I've enjoyed drinking this beer. It is super, super drinkable. I think the fact that it's actually one of the less strong beers, just it just allows you to enjoy the taste. Um, I'm amazed at how much I've enjoyed it. And I have scored it 15. So slightly less than uh, Laura. I should mention, by the way, Dave, who we mentioned earlier on, uh, he sent us his score for this. He scored it 17. So these are scores out of 20. Obviously, you don't know the benchmark, but you know, this is what we're doing. Right, Sean. Um, brilliant beer. And um, my again, uh, I've scored three all the highest through the week. And uh, they were all the ones, actually, I didn't realise, but they're all the ones that sort of styles. Uh, rather than adjuncts in and extra flavours. So that might mean um, I'm, I'm becoming a, a bit simpler with me, me, me love of, of beers. But uh, I gave it two five points. Uh, the only thing I scored it down for was aroma. But then again, it's a, it's a mild, so it's not going to have donkey sort of loads of aroma in there. So I'm, I'm being a bit unfair, perhaps. But I've scored it 17 and... Uh, Thought fantastic, yeah, tr truly fantastic. And of course, the pour on that was—I'm sure everybody might have got the same—was amazing. Pour was absolutely amazing. Thrilled me. Now, what's tap brewing stand for, Jeff? Tap T A P. I'm not right sure. I'm not right sure. Right. We, we make synthesizers for a living. From his right. from. So, so it could be something to do with with synthesizers. We'll have to find out. But really, really loved it. Absolutely loved it. This is getting tense. This I can see all the scores. Uh, right, we're going to go to Adam. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, when kind of certain things just remind you of stuff, and it might not even be anything close to it, but it remind it, it reminds me of 
um, the first, must be 10 years ago, the first time I went to Liverpool, the first time I went to Liverpool full stop, and I, I went on a day, day drinking and went to a gig in the evening. And um, actually, this this might be miles off the actual kind of comparison, but it's what it reminds me of the time. It's, um, is it um, Cairns Brewery or whatever? They're like, like a really old school Liverpool brewery. Yeah. And they do like a raisin beer. And I, I get a lot of raisin from this beer. I don't know why. I just get like a really raisiny flavour. And um, I, it just, as soon as I drunk it, it just made me think of that brewery. And I have no idea if it is their raisin beer that they do, which it tastes like. But um, yeah, it's just really, really, it's just so well balanced. And I think um, it, I would like to, I think I've scored, my two highest scores were the same score. And I think based on drinkability, I think this just pips it. So I'm going to give it a 17. So it, that's actually been my top scorer. But yeah, um, fantastic. Really, really good. Again, okay. it's like, I think of mild as a kind of, usually a bit of a weaker sort of style, but yeah, the strong mild is, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Right. Okay. So I've got to now, um, Reveal the scores. Um, How good is his maths? How quick is his maths? Not very good. Uh, okay, that goes there. He's sending off a verifying. Yeah. Okay. Get to Donald. Get to Donald Trump. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do um, the top five in reverse order so starting off at number five with so altogether these are out of a hundred because there's five of us and we've scored them out of 20 each so that's right isn't it 20 yeah okay um so in fifth place with 74 points is ian and the esb in fourth place with 77.5 is Lance with the coconut stout. So, right, three beers left. In third place, with 78 points, Jeff, <laughs> you're in third. It's a good score. Close. Really close, aren't they? Yeah. So that leaves us with... Two beers left. If you've been doing your maths, then you will you will know as we've been going around doing the scoring that the mild scored 82. So it is in the top two. The question is whether the other beer got more or less. So I'll tell is it you Jack? <gasps> that the, the other beer is Chris with the Bakewell Tart Stout. So the mile got 82. Oh. Chris and his Bakewell Tart Stout got 79.5. So the mild, well done to Paul, is the winner. And actually the winner by a good three and a half points, which is um, incredible. Kind of, you know, last minute, outside lane, coming up, all, all the superlatives. I'm sure Sean can do a better job of describing all the superlatives there as to how it was like, you know, the outsider and came from nowhere, but that is fantastic. And um, well done to Paul. We said dark horse. We said that was the dark yeah. horse. Yeah. Funny thing is when he brewed this, 
he said it, it's not come out right well, guys. And he gives a few, he gave a few of us at the beginning of lockdown uh, one to try. Mm-hmm. I had one for a couple of weeks. And we opened it and we were like, Jesus, it's phenomenal. And it's just <laughs> better and better and better and better. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'd, I'd love to have this on cast. What's Paul's surname, Jeff? What's Paul's surname? Is he a Penniston lad? Paul Darlow, Earl of Tankersley. <laughs> if we can just get that in on there. So love to Earl, of, Earl of Tankersley. He's got a bit of land behind his house and he's, uh, he's quite green-fingered, is Paul. Um, and he's very generous with his uh, produce as well. So we've, uh, whenever he's brought beer, we've had a bit of salad or um, we've had, I've had some grape skins. Which yeah. Jack will be happy about. We, were, we were warring over those grape skins. Yeah, we were. Uh, <laughs> and they're sat in me uh, Lambic style sort of beer up there. So I think Gary G's, but Paul's beer to me, I've not had a better beer this year, I don't think. It's been fantastic for an old beer to be that good. It's. Phenomenal. I think it's fantastic. Can I just repeat my point earlier just about the standard across the board was just brilliant. It really was. Is it not from Penniston then? (laughs) Disqualified. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it's a Sheffield here, Adam. (laughs) From Green Moor. Is he a Wednesday fan, Jeff? Is he a Wednesday fan? It's a Barnsley, isn't it, Tankersley? And it's really nice as well, though, how uh, it's really obvious from chatting to you two, Jeff and Jack, that you can tell that you're all friends and that you all kind of work together and that it's a real little community that you've got. And uh, I think that comes across as well in the standard of the beer. You know, obviously it was a competition, but it's, you know, you all want each other to be all making good beer and, uh, you know, working together and spurring each other on to all enjoy what you're drinking, which I think is just absolutely wonderful. Um, and yeah, I was really impressed by literally all of the beers and the scores. I think we're all close between those, uh, James, and also all high. You know, really, yeah, they were. Yeah. They really yeah. were. They really were. Um, Jack, by the way, you uh, missed out on the top five by one point. It was it was at the start of the night. You were there. You were in the top five, and then Paul comes along and. Uh, yeah, he um, obviously storms to the top of the leaderboard. And there we go. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. And seriously, the beers were fantastic. I, I I hope that at some point in the not too distant future that we can actually get together and enjoy beers together again. Um, and um, yeah, just a, a fantastic job all round. Um, just super, super impressed. Um, well done. Well done. And and please pass that Cheers. to someone else. James, thanks for doing that extra half hour. I'm sure you're up at 3am in the morning, so that that is much appreciated. I'm, I'm not, actually. We oh. Is this building towards some kind of football thing? Because this is what you've been doing. No, no, no. I, I was just thanking you gonna, for going we'll, extra We'll give last, last comment to Sean, just to get it out of his system. Go on, gloat all you need to gloat. Get it done. It's a Merry Christmas. Jeff, Jeff, uh, uh, as we didn't have a bet, but I was going to have a bet with you. And what you should call your next beer, Jeff, is easy three points. Can I just, can I just tell you? Um, go have a look at a beer that I brewed in summer. Um, I don't know if it's showing up on camera. But it is actually minus, minus 12 best bitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's... Uh, um, you know, you need to well rename known. that. And then EFL spoiled it for you, Jeff, didn't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, they spoiled <laughs> it. Bloody it's ridiculous. But it's, uh, you know, you won. You were due one, to be fair. I think it's your first win of about 15 attempts, in it? So it's been uh, 11 years. Oh, I, 11 years. Well, yeah, it's been a long eleven years, but uh, it's been a it's been a, an enjoyable twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. One one last thing that we've got to try and do, which is Sean, you've got to repeat the words from the bottom of my heart. I wish you a merry yeah, Christmas. I can, I can do it tonight. I, I'm in the zone. So honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I would like to wish everyone a very merry Christmas. Oh, we've not got Sean drunk enough. Um, no, guys, no, it's I'm been not. an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Have a fantastic uh, Christmas. We are hopefully going to be sneaking back before uh, Christmas with an extra episode, but we've not sorted out the details yet, so I can't tell you too much about it. But uh, hopefully next weekend we'll be making one final pre-Christmas appearance. But it's been a pleasure. Well done to Paul. Well done to everyone for making fantastic beers. And have a brilliant, brilliant Christmas. See you all later. Uh, see ya. Yeah.